This animal of the nafs becomes so powerful over here that now he says, I just can't stop this wrong. He says, I just can't bring myself out of the bed at the time of death. I just can't stop listening to this music. I just can't stop looking at this haram. It's not just I just can't stop it. It's that the person has fed the nafs so much that the nafs has become this vicious animal. And now it just merely growls at him and he's so weak he can't do anything. But if he keeps starving the nafs, Nafs is prompting him, open this wrong, look in that direction, cast his lustful glance, press the wrong buttons on the phone, go into the wrong sides, and start chatting and listen chat, listen to whatever is haram, make river, go to some haram place, whatever, all the evils that nafs prompts a person with. But each time that the nafs prompted him, whispered this in him, shaitan also came and connived with the nafs, but he did not give in. He refused to give in. And each time that he refuses to give in, he is starving the snubs. And when he is refusing to give in, he is accepting the prompting of the rule. So he is feeding the rule. So the rule is getting stronger. And this is what comes on the side of Allah. This promptings of the rule that do this, the correct things. Wake up the salama. Or you entered the masjid with the left foot, now go back and come with the right foot. You drinking water, but you didn't drink bismillah. All these promptings of the roof, these come from Allah. These are guests from Allah. And when a person entertains this guest, then this guest repeatedly comes. One person wrote for that at the time of Tahajjud, I used to feel and sense as if somebody is waking me up. But when I used to wake up, there's nobody there. But I used to feel that I'd be woken up. And I used to immediately wake up and move on, perform my wudu, and get busy with Tahajjud. And this has carried on for a long time. But one night, again I felt this, but that night I felt a bit lazy. And I felt I would be woken up. No alarm, nothing, and this was all going for a long time. But I felt lazy that night and I did not immediately respond and remain sleeping. And as a result, I missed my tahajjud that night. But ever since, this has stopped now. I don't feel this anymore. If I don't have the alarm, that is the end of it. This is what used to happen that I used to feel like we woke up, this has stopped completely. Allah wrote back to him and he said to him that e mehman e ghaybi e latifa e ghaybi mehman e nazuk ast e latifa e ghaybi that this unseen help from Allah mehman e nazuk ast is a very very it's a guest with a very delicate temperament I say nazuk tabir a very very delicate temperament the guest but a very sensitive nature guest, very sensitive. And the slightest indifference you show it is gone. Now you show indifference to it. This unseen help came as a guest. That night you will ignore it without any valid reason, just laziness. Only the person is sick, something. You have no valid reason to ignore it. It was just your laziness. 
Now you show indifference. It's like a guest comes to somebody's house and the host is not showing any attention to the guest. Left him sitting alone in the lounge. He's doing his own things. So now the guest feels, we're not going to run from here. And never to come back. So these promptings of the ruh are also guests from Allah. And when a person responds positively to it, that ruh prompted him to this. Besides Bismillah, now you push the Bismillah, beside Bismillah, now. Or you enter the person with the left foot or go back and come back with the right foot. Or what you just did now was a mistake, wrong, make Bismillah immediately. All these promptings a person keeps responding positively, that these promptings increase. And they become stronger. And they keep guiding him. But he ignores it. One time he ignores it. It might come the second time, but very, very subdued. And then he ignores it again, it will be like a whisper. And then he ignores it again, he won't hear it. He stops. But now this battle between the nafs and the ruh. So each time that this nafs was prompting him and whispering and demanding from him, but now that is it. It's a battle. Because to give in to that nafs, that is very easy. To restrain oneself from that demand of the nafs, that sometimes feels like the heart will break in a thousand pieces. The nafs is demanding to cast this haram glance. The woman is passing, look at her. That is the demand of the nafs now. And at that time, to act on the command of Allah, the, the root is saying, that Allah Dara says, Say to the believing men to lower their wages and protect their chastity. So now to act on this command of Allah Dara is a mujahada. There is this mujahada against the nafs. But the person undertakes this mujahada, now he's strengthening the root and he's starving the nafs. In time, this nafs becomes weakened and weakened. And then it actually then starts progressing. It was initially inna nafsala ammarakum bisu illa marashimarabdi. But now with this mujahada he makes Allah ta'ala rahmat comes. And now this very same nafs, which was all the time inciting towards haram and evil, this nafs now becomes la uqsimu biyawmi al-qiyama wa la uqsimu bin nafsin lawama. This nafs graduates now. It comes out of that lowly nature of it. And it now moves on one step above. And it now becomes nafs that nawwama. That nafs which keeps rebuking the person. Now he wants to go, but haram shaitan is prompting him. Shaitan is telling him, look in that direction. Look at this. And that nafs which was one time also colliding with shaitan, that nafs now, after he has repeatedly made mujahara against him, Repeatedly crushed it. Imam Ahmad bin Hamad once he saw a vision and he communicated with Allah Ta'ala in a dream. And he asked, How do I get close to so The answer came to him, Da'anafsaka wa ta'ari. Thus leave the demands of your nafs aside, the next step to ask in our proximity. So now when he repeatedly crushed his nafs, repeatedly <coughs> he broke that desire, he didn't give it to the promptings. After this mujahada had happened over and over again, 
Now this lust actually starts rebuking him. And Shaitan is now whispering that look in this haram direction. Nafs itself now tells him that don't you know that we just performed salah and came out? It's a month of Ramadan. And what happened to all your tears at the time of the Hajjah? Don't you know you just came from Hajj? You just came from Umrah. What happened at the Buddhism? You forgot what laws you made? You forgot what you, what pact you made in Allah in Arafat? Now that nafs, which was one time inciting towards evil, that nafs starts rebuking him. Don't you have any shame? Your father was so many children, you want to carry on like this? That nafs starts rebuking him. And when he obeys this rebuke, and he refrains from that, and he continues, he continues in this manner, that he is not fulfilling the demands of the nafs, and in obeying the promptings of the Lord, so the truth becomes stronger and stronger, and this nafs starts progressing further. First it was nafs ammara now it became nafs lawama after this repeated mujahara. And then, when he continues in this way, a time comes when this very nafs becomes nafs mutmainna. Ya ayyukuhal nafs mutmainna. That nafs, which is a total conformity to whatever Allah Allah wants of you. There is no reservation in this nafs anymore from the command of Allah. The command of Allah Ta'ala becomes the nature of this person. If you haven't given your halat or you haven't explained what's going on with yourself for a long time, so he wrote back, he says, what can I say, but nevertheless, on your instruction, there are some things which Allah Ta'ala has just given. So one of the things he mentioned was that madah was some barabar This is also part of the mujahada against the nafs. He says, madah was some barabar if somebody praises me or somebody criticizes me, both have no effect on me. Somebody praises me, it doesn't blow to me in any way, because that person's praise is not going to mean anything. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala is pleased that he was going to come. The whole world can praise me, but if Allah Ta'ala is displeased, what is the world? And if the whole world can be displeased with me, but Allah Ta'ala is pleased, then that is everything. And if somebody criticizes me, but provided that I am earning the pleasure of Allah, everybody is criticizing what kind of wedding is this? You call this a wedding? This looks more like a funeral. In our funeral, we have more people than your wedding. Now, this is sounding more sad than the funeral that we have. All the criticism is coming. And now the times have changed now. You have to have everything according to the style that everything is carrying on. And what other types of criticism will come? This is just one example, in every other thing. So when the criticism comes also, that too doesn't affect me. As long as I am sure that what I am doing is according to Allah's command, according to the way of Rasulullah. So, Mata Hazam Neither does the praise affect me, neither does anybody's criticism affect me. It doesn't have any effect. And then the second thing actually what is linked to what we are discussing is, he said, Shari'at Tabi'at Bambay. Now this is nafsa mutmainna. So alhamdulillah, shari'at tabi'at bandai. When a person is hungry, nobody has to give him a bayan that put you are hungry, so now you should go and eat. He goes looking for food. 
And if he can't find food, he's restless to find the food. So even if he's hungry, he doesn't need any kind of encouragement to go and eat. Person is thirsty, you don't have to fight, encourage him in any way. Person is feeling cold, nobody has to tell him that you wear some wrong clothing. He is asking for the wrong clothing. Why? All this is part of Tabiat. It's part of his human nature. Now just as these are part of his human nature, nobody has to encourage him about it. Nobody has to now coax him. You know, you're hungry, you must eat something. The same becomes his condition in terms of the commands of Allah. When it is Salah, it's time of Fajr, like a hungry person goes for food, he moves towards Salah like a hungry person going to food. No encouragement required. You can't keep him back. Like that hungry person, somebody tries to stop him from going to the food. He'll fight back. So likewise now, when the Sharia has become a person's Tabi'ah, it's time for Salah now. You cannot keep him away from Salah. He will be moving towards Salah like a hungry person moves towards food. When he's, there's anything that is against the command of Allah, this has the tabiat of a person, his nature. If he sees some filth, he sees some filth lying around. He's walking somewhere, somebody has missed the pathway, he feels a very, very terrible feeling within him. He takes a quiet cut around him. He doesn't have the heart to walk in close by. And he's, he starts feeling nauseous. Now that feeling of nausea, this becomes his tabi'at when he sees any, any disobedience of Allah. One guru came out of his house, and as he stepped out, he just happened to turn in one direction, and two people were involved in sin. They were involved in haram and zina. And his eyes just fell on that. Immediately took a U-turn and came back into his house. And he lay down on the bed because something overcame him. It was like a, like a bolt that hit him. And after a while he felt the need to relieve himself. So when he went to relieve himself, he started passing, instead of doing, he started passing blood. This had such an effect on him that he actually, so to say, melted his liver. And instead of water, he was passing blood. This was the effect of what he saw in that one moment. Now what he is, when a person sees something and he starts getting tempted, that too is not a sin in itself, provided he doesn't give in to that temptation. He doesn't run with that fall. At that time he makes mujahada and he crushes that. That too is his means of progress. At one stage this will carry on. That anything and everything will keep inside him. But provided this is the firewood of Sakura. When he defies that, and he burns up that desire, that lights up the fire of taqwa in his heart. Provided he doesn't take the desire and carry it on his head now, that fire will now, he takes it and puts it on his head, one bundle after the other, it will get crushed under the weight. So likewise, he doesn't give in to that haram desire. That desire again, he is not accountable for that. That is something whispered by shaitan, that's shaitan's job. That's not job. But he burned it up. He didn't give back to it. He didn't act on it. That lights up the fire of the fire in But a time comes after this repeated mujahada. Now when he sees something that Allah Ta'ala's commandment is broken, he feels the same dislike for it. 
that same disgust for it. Like he feels that disgust when he sees some filth like something terrible, stench of it. He feels nauseous. He feels the same disgust and nausea when he sees the command of Allah. Now this is Sharia Tabiya Tabi. When this happens, when a person repeatedly crushes this nafs, now it becomes Ya Alayhi Then nothing can come between him and Allah. And this is Da'a Now he's left, he's left behind. Now his nafs has become Sharia. Now he's directly in the proximity of Allah. That Qurb, that closeness of Allah, and that disper, and that connection with Allah, that he wants to be granted. And then there's no limit in progressing in that. So this is what this month of Ramadan comes to teach us as well. The whole lesson of Ramadan is restraining this nafs. First is fasting, he's hungry, we mashallah enjoyed the very short and full fasts, the very very easy fast we are having, other parts of the world, somebody is mentioned in Finland, the fast is 20 hours, sunset is at 10 o'clock and Subha Sadiq is at 2 o'clock in the morning. Between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, it is Maghrib, it is Iftar, Isha, Tarawi, and Sahir. In four hours. MashaAllah, people are fasting. Maybe some other places might not be 20 hours, some place, 18 hours, 17 hours, many places. And it's hot summer days. A person is feeling hungry, he's feeling thirsty, extremely parched. That water is available, he's alone in his house, nobody to see. But why does he have not close hours? My Allah is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware. How can I do this now? I'm fasting now. It's the time of the fast. That what is 100% halal, it's pure. There's no doubt in anything about it. That pure halal water, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, he is making sabr and he's restraining his nafs. The nafs is desiring it. <coughs> the nafs is desiring it. But that desire itself doesn't break his fast. But he's not acting upon it. He's not now wanting to drink it. So that is taking him closer to Allah. Now this month of Ramadan is teaching us the same thing. That this nafs after Ramadan, in Ramadan, will keep from, this is halal, halal food, halal drink. But at the time of the fast, he is not stretching his hand towards it. For who? For Allah. No insan is yet what? So likewise, the same Allah, for whom a person is fasting, for whom he is not stretching his hand towards the food and drink, why is fasting? For the same Allah, He won't stretch that hand towards that phone in a haram way. He won't press the wrong button. So Allah is watching. He won't turn over his shoulder to see nobody else is watching. Allah is watching. And if He wants to turn over his shoulder, He will stop at His shoulder. How far will He look behind? On the shoulder also, The angels are writing. They are recording everything. How far from the hand? Look at the shoulder alone. That's sufficient. And don't have to look anywhere. Allah is all away. Allah is all knowing. So now this month of Ramadan is teaching us this lesson. That in Ramadan, out of Ramadan, all the things that Allah has forbidden, that this is something to restrain ourselves from. And these are the desires to crush. And this crushing of these desires, this is the light of taqwa that will be illuminated in the heart 
and this takes a person close to Allah. So this is the Mubarak month for us to apply ourselves, to dedicate ourselves, to turn to Allah Taala, to beg His help, to make an effort on our Iman, to encourage one another, to make an effort on others as well, that we all have to gain this taqwa, we all have to gain this proximity to Allah Taala. This life is very, very short, very limited. How often somebody is here now and they gone now. Every other day we hear this kind of things. person was around, now the person is gone. And when our number comes up, when our time comes up, we have no idea. This is something which happens in the moment sometimes. Sometimes a person gets some signs is coming, and many a times there is no signs coming, it just comes. So we have to be forever in it. Allah Ta'ala grant us a tawheed that we use this Mubarak month of Ramadan to build ourselves, the spiritual vaccine that Allah Ta'ala has given us this opportunity to charge, that we charge it totally. That our life comes from taqwa, our life comes from the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. We make sincere toba, we give up whatever is in our life that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. We shun all these things, we make sincere toba from it. Turn to Allah Ta'ala, make it happen. Allah Ta'ala's help is ready, waiting for us. These are the moments to beg, to ask of Allah Ta'ala. And if we just make this little effort in this Mubarak month, the Mashaikh state that the manner in which a person conducts himself in Ramadan, this will impact on the rest of the year. The kind of caution he exercised, what kind of concern he had for his Salah, he was always concerned about engaging himself in the right world, always cautious that he mustn't fall into any sin, worried about what he's speaking, worried about where he's looking and keeping his eyes away from anything that is impermissible, not listening to any evil, any other evil. When he is conducting himself in Ramadan in this way, and the whole Ramadan goes in this way, inshallah after Ramadan will continue in the same manner. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us all the coffee that we become the true servants of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. We acquire may Allah ta'ala bless us out of his grace and mercy with this wealth of taqwa, Bless us with his purb, bless us with his rada and prayer. Allah Ta'ala make us his true servants, keep us with Iman, take us with Iman, and raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillah. ربنا ولنا أنفسنا ولنا أنفسنا ولنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا ورحمنا لنكم من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا ترحمنا مسلمين وألحقنا بشهداء الصالحين غير خزايا ولا بدانا ولا مسلمين ربنا فاغفرنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وترفنا مع الكرام ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف النعام اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأبتنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها وقولها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أن أصلح عنا سيئها لا يصلح عنا سيئها إلا أن اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه فيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم 
ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه منك وحكيمك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم اغفر لامه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرم عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهدي واصلح امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم واكتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد